Welcome to Freya's Fairy Tales, where we believe fairy tales are both stories we enjoyed as children and something that we can achieve ourselves. Each week, we will talk to authors about their favorite fairy tales when they were kids, and their adventure to holding their very own fairy tale in their hands. At the end of each episode, we will finish off with a fairy tale or short story read as close to the original author's version as possible. I am your host, Freya Victoria. I'm an audiobook narrator that loves reading fairy tales, novels, and bringing stories to life through narration. I'm also fascinated by talking to authors and learning about their why and how for creating their stories. We have included all of the links for today's author and our show in the show notes. Be sure to check out our website and sign up for our newsletter for the latest on the podcast. Today is part two of two, where we are talking to Kate Prada about her novels. After today, you will have heard about starting with creative writing, coining the term diet spice, branding yourself as a mess, being encouraged by your writer friends, and starting a discord to make writing friends and having it blow up, being approachable for other authors, writing your friends into your novels, and starting conversations with your wild days. Shadow the Wraith series, book two. There have been many identities before, but Louisa fits like a poorly cut garment, except after leaving everything to seek her vengeance. It's the only one Wraith has. Lost without those who once supported her, her head is clouding and she's losing her grip. One wrong move could blow her cover. Or worse, get her new partner killed. If she fails, it will all be for nothing. If she succeeds, she'll have not only ended a criminal's reign of terror, but finally slayed all that haunts her. But would it be worth what she lost along the way? Even though Colt has been busy growing his own organization, he's never stopped searching for Emily. It doesn't matter that ties were cut and leads went dead. He'll never give up the hunt for her. Can he protect her from all that's hurting her if he does? With Wraith determined to track down the monster from her past... Would Colt's search lead to a reunion or a shadow of someone he once knew? So you are finishing up your third book. Are I am. Any because you you had said in book one people wanted like alternate storylines. Is that what these? No, it can't be what these other books are because you wrote one and two at the same time. Um, well, one and two are completely separate of each other. Um, however, um, the third book I like should start off by saying I'm a huge fan of Tarantino. Okay. <laughs> so I love like the whole connected universe thing about mm-hmm. how, you know, the main character in Pulp Fiction is like the brother of the guy in Kill Bill. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I love all that kind of stuff. So there is a little bit of a universe connection in the third book, okay. um, which one of my beta readers read and absolutely was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the reaction I wanted. Um, so. There's that. Um, however, I had never planned for Black Rose. I, again, I was just trying to cope with insomnia. Like, right. And um, people read it and there was a character. And again, he had his own POV in Black Rose because the way I wrote it, again, thinking I was writing women's fiction, not romance, mm-hmm. was more of like this girl's journey to like break away and mm-hmm. kind of restart it over, build her life from the ground up. And so it was... Um, how different relationships broke apart or formed in her life. So it's, you know, Mm -hmm. the main male character, but then this is other character that ends up being a really good friend 
mm-hmm. and everything. And he comes in clutch a few times and everyone's like, we need Lachlan's story. I'm like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but then again, um, Hey, um, I've been hanging out with spicy authors on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we want Lachlan's story, but we want Lachlan's story. And I'm like, oh, no. So you I dropped can... too many hints that now you have to suffer the consequences. So <laughs> I've write, got about... Write the consequences. <laughs> yeah, right? I've got about five or so chapters done of Lachlan's story. Um, and I introduced a new character because my best friend... Um, who I've known since I was a teenager, he, one of those, like, no idea what's going on. You wrote a book, like, immediately runs out, buys it, like, I need you to mm-hmm. sign this, like, and I did, and he, like, starts flipping through it one day. He goes, so what character is based after me? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I can put you in a book. And he's like, yeah, you need to. So I introduced this character, but here's the thing is, like, this guy, he's, like, the best friend ever I was um the best ma'am in his wedding like that's how tight we are funniest guy you've ever met he is um he's a very distinctive look to him too like he's five foot four he's Sicilian from Jersey like you know just dark hair swarthy like he's a golf pro so he's all very professional and clean cut but then he's like just loaded down with tattoos and you can find him at a metal show Mm -hmm. every week so a very distinct character mm-hmm. in and of itself. And I was like, all right, I'm going to put you in a book. However, if people demand that you get your own book, I will not make it spicy. And he's like, come on. I just. <laughs> You're like, I can't. I, I can't. can't with you. <laughs> like, But he's like, he's only showed up in like one or two chapters already. And I'm like, he's going to have to get his own book. Like, because he's funny. <laughs> and it's. One of those, like, and again, I don't write anything on purpose, but like you see a lot of people sometimes like, well, why does all the men in romance novels have to be big and muscly and tan? And so like, I want like a dad bod or I want this. I'm like, how's a five foot four swarthy, like little, <laughs> just, you know, like, how's that sound for a main male character? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, he's the best. He's so funny. Um, and he's going to be a lot of fun to write. Like. So we talked about um, some of the bad advice that you got in groups. What is the worst advice you got in a Facebook group and the best advice that you've gotten anywhere? Um, I guess worst advice anywhere would work, too. What's the worst advice that you definitely know not to follow now and the best advice? Well, I think the worst advice I got was the whole thing about how the rules are for romance, like how it has to follow certain beats, certain things have to happen certain times. It has to be this. It has to be that. I get on TikTok and people are like, shut up. Just give me a happy ending. Like, okay. You know, honestly, if you follow all those rules, then every book is going to be basically the same. And there's only so many times you can read. For example, I talked about going to church and all that. Um, so like the books that people would buy me growing up were all like authors that write Amish storylines and it's the exactly same exact same storyline every single time just change out the characters yep. how many times can you read the exact same storyline <laughs> it might change it may not be Amish it might be what's the other one that's not quite as um, whatever I don't know There's some like, 
<laughs> there's like an author, Amish. There's an author that writes the lesser version of Amish. Okay. And I'm like, it's the same thing, though. Like mm-hmm. the same exact storyline. There's like multiple authors that all do it. And I'm just like, I, I, I can't. I can't. In fact, I have like three series that I have not read that have been on my bookshelf for years because I'm like, I read so many. I'm like, I just can't anymore. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. Exactly. They're going to get together at the end. Yeah, like, and it's going to follow the exact same recipe to get the book done. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were on the live this morning and we were talking about the Manchester covers. And I was like, no, I am still like my trust is just gone because there was one I got it off Hoopla um, about a year ago. And it was a Viking romance and it was a Manchester cover. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I get into this. And I was I got the whole book like waiting for like you know like come on like and again I, I will read spicy books I write fade to black um but like I'll read anything but manage my expectations mm-hmm. um I got to the whole book just like waiting for like some big finish just, you know yeah. <laughs> the spiciest thing in there was he combed her hair and it was like <laughs> instant trust issues like and I, I talked about that on the live this morning and someone's like what was it like Viking Amish romance but like, were they naked like, <laughs> no nope I think there was a thigh grab at one point like but yeah I mean mine like starts off with like him pressing her against well not like that's not the beginning of the book but like first spice is like him pressing her against the wall like yeah you know, and it's like, here that's I am. more like, than brushing hair. <laughs> like, combed her hair. I'm like, who wrote this? Charles Boyle? Like, you know. <laughs> so, worst advice we've got. What's the best advice that you've gotten? Um, I don't, it's honestly the one that I follow the most is to listen to your manuscript. Mm-hmm. Just listen to it. If you have to read it out loud or put it through a program, because um, it's, you'll read it so many times until you're cross-eyed mm-hmm. but like hearing it it just kind of like you know you, you catch things like and it might not even mm-hmm. be like oh a comma needs to go here it's like you might catch things as they're read out loud and you're like that sentence doesn't make a lick of sense like to hear it yeah but you write it out and it's like oh, that's fine you know like yeah well and quite honestly I actually just finished an audiobook on Tuesday And the author sent me updates and was like, hey, I actually don't like this sentence. Can we please change it to, you know, this? So like sometimes it's and I don't know if she listened to it, you know, text to speech like you do. Um, But yeah, sometimes it does take the hearing it and like, no, that that sounds very weird. And sometimes I will autocorrect things. I'm like, why is two in that sentence twice? Like it doesn't need to be there twice. Yeah. Yeah. so, you know, take it out. I'm like, this sentence doesn't make sense. And I'll be like sitting here staring at my screen like, what is the sentence trying to say? <laughs> Let's figure this out. Yeah. I Yeah, I am. Um, especially I'm a little nervous with Shadow, which is the book coming out. It's Wraith book two. Um, I got to I got to make the my readers happy, you know, because I, I gave them a cliffhanger. So I got to I got to make them happy again. <laughs> Um, but I was in such a panic to get it released last fall or whatever mm-hmm. that I sent the first round of beta readers, the rough draft. 
Oh no. And you want to talk about emotional damage? Like it's cause it wasn't ready. It wasn't, I thought it was, I'm like, it's written. I just have to edit it. And, but I was going through so much with it. It was a big move. And like right in the middle of it all, we all got sick and then we'd get from Delaware to my in-laws in the Southwest and we immediately got sick again. And mm-hmm. then, you know, like, so it was just like the trip from friggin', you know, it was awful. And um, my beta readers were like, well, what can we do to help? Well, like, just give us the rough draft. I'm like, we'll help you polish it up. And I'm like, well, not because it's, um, it's not just like cleaning it up for me. It's like, I, I'll add more, like I'll build up the store. I'll build up this scene or I'll, you know, smooth yeah. this out. Or, and so I sent it and it was just like, there was like sentences that were like half completed um, <laughs> in this. And they're like, I'm not sure what you're trying to say here. And I'm like, I don't know what I was trying to say there either. <laughs> so I learned my lesson on that time and I will never unless you're like super tight-knit like inner circle and like you're kind of helping me like build the story like I'll let Mm -hmm. you in on the rough draft but I'm not sending the rough draft to be critiqued in that capacity ever again yeah yeah I was going through my husband's manuscript at one point and I got to a part and I'm like okay I highlighted he was doing it in Google Docs I was reading it on you know my account on Google Docs and I highlighted an entire section and was like you need to explain this more Mm -hmm. because like it may make sense in your head but I have no idea what you're talking about so yeah and that's you want people to understand what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Not not over explain it, but it needs to be explained somehow. Um, unless you're intending to leave a giant plot hole of huh? Um, yeah. which mostly I mean, some people do that for reasons for the you know, the series to continue. Um, but then yeah, sometimes it's like, no, you need to actually like it has to be complete thoughts. <laughs> so yeah you know, things, things you learn. So what are, you're working on book three, which should hopefully be out in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Um, then you've got the next book you're working on, which you're hoping to publish. Um, I want to get Lachlan's story out hopefully midsummer. And I want to get book three of the rape, the final book of the, well, I guess the original three books of the rape series, um, done by the end of the year. Okay. Um, I'm sure I've already had demands for other characters um, from Shadow and Wraith. So I'm sure there's going to be spinoffs and like other stuff. Um, but, and I do want to do a couple novellas, a couple short stories mm-hmm. just to try to, um, like I see the powerhouses like Golden Angel and um, even April is just so good about um, like sitting down and writing and like she was cranking them out. Um, I have a lot of squirrels that I chase, <laughs> so there'll be two, three weeks where I don't even look at my laptop and I'm like, I need to have some better writing habits, mm-hmm. especially now that this whole writing thing has gone from like, just a way to cope with insomnia to, um, I've published several books and readers want more. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to just, but I'm trying to like, also like, have a little self-awareness like don't sit here and be like I'm gonna put out six books this year like let's try to get the two that I want to get done but like trust me there's a whole to be written list (laughs) that's longer than my arm like that was one of my new year's resolutions was to go in because like last year I started my book in January of last year and then I stopped writing it like June like I didn't touch it after June 
And so, like, this year, one of my goals was to, I'm like, even if it's 10 minutes a day, you're going to spend 10 minutes. Now, it might be just 10 minutes reviewing Mm -hmm. or, like you said, bulking the story out because I realized when I was writing last year, I did a whole lot of there's only dialogue chunks of time. So I'm like, we need a little, you know, internal them thinking about there's like a whole scene of like essay and the the mom talking about this stuff that happens to her. And it's like she basically just word vomited this entire scenario. And I'm like, no, there needs to be like her pausing and sniffling or crying or like there needs to be pauses in there. Not yeah. just I set it out so fast just to get it out there like that. Mm-hmm. That's not real life. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do a lot of the dialogue. Like, and then I'll go back to a scene and add in the actions and stuff. And again, I should not have sent out my rough draft because it was, it was, it's like a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. People are like, what, are, what is happening in this scene? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so where do you, are you still using the beta readers from the Facebook group or have you found a new group of beta readers yes um so the beta readers from the facebook group uh we do one chapter like a one chapter a week swap where we all read each other's chapters Mm so um because i know it's kind of far off i've been sending them what i have from lachlan's story um and then um the beta readers that i use now i've either found on tiktok or through the discord okay so we have a whole channel just for beta and arc readers and stuff and it's just because we're like a little not strict but like we kind of keep our eye on everybody who's in there like it's Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with whoever wants to volunteer to read my stuff yeah if someone's sketchy in there you guys boot them out I imagine um yeah I try to pop in often enough so I don't get booted for inactivity (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I think we have something set that like um if you're not active within 30 days it removes you and there's been a few people like hey I wasn't here I don't know what happened and it's like sorry like welcome back please (laughs) I try to get in there you know at least once a week once every couple weeks and I usually have no idea what's going on because it flows so fast but comment on whatever's going on (laughs) if I come in first thing it's usually you saying good morning so (laughs) yeah it's um or we'll do like if everybody's been kind of quiet or like this fall like I heard it everywhere I heard it on TikTok I heard it in real life like just the whole seasonal change like really hit Mm -hmm. everybody hard and so every now and then like you pop into the discord and someone's like dance party and it's just everybody sending dancing gifts (laughs) for like 20 minutes and it's just ridiculous but like it's kind of a morale booster Mm -hmm. it's so we are a writer I saw the new year's one you did one on new year's yeah yeah um so it's we try to do stuff like that so even if like you're not even in there to like share writing advice like if you just need a morale booster every now and then like you just pop in and like oh you know it's been a rough one and you know we'll try to cheer you up or we'll have a dance party Mm -hmm. or you know you've also got a lot of um I see a lot of like hey I just posted this video on TikTok like can you guys go interact with it yeah. Um, and then like everybody will be like, oh, actually, I just saw one yesterday where they were like, I didn't I don't have you on TikTok. What's your name? Yeah, I have a directory like a Google Sheets mm-hmm. um, and I try to it's pinned in a few places, um, but it's I try to remember to like remind people about it. Mm-hmm. So like if you wanted to share social media um, or if you have like an author website, like it's just someone's name, their genre and like all their links. Mm-hmm. I am yeah, trying I added to get myself more- at some point yeah 
Um, I am trying um, to do like a separate sheet on that just so it's just one thing um, mm-hmm. that people can go to. But like someone was like, well, I just want like a list of like everybody's books, like make sure I've either got them all or if I need something to read, I can go down the list. Mm-hmm. So um, again, I have too many squirrels and to-do lists that just kind of grow a mind of their own. So, but I am trying to like coordinate like a list of everybody's books. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually I do just want something as basic as a WordPress to have like if anybody wants like their book links public somewhere mm-hmm. like and then like a calendar of events like if someone's releasing a book on this day or if someone's doing a book signing this day um and then like we would just like on a day it's a release we would just be like hey this book's live congratulations like very simple very basic mm-hmm. but I would like I just yeah I could and- build that in like two hours <laughs> yeah um again it's just like my websites like, I'm like it could be very basic in fact for podcasts my like where I upload the podcast to that they then send it out everywhere has like a very basic where it's just like here's your podcast here's a little bit about the podcast here's a little bit about the host and then like a giant list of just all the episodes and that's like all that's on that website and I'm like Mm-hmm. That's so the daily fiction podcast I have each season is a different book. So like right now I'm doing Anne of Anne's House of Dreams. Okay. And so like on that one, I'm like, I want each book to have its own page where you can go and if you just want to listen through, it's got like a player at the bottom where you can just like listen through the chapters of that book. Mm-hmm. Um I've got things about the authors because I have another podcast where I talk about the authors that wrote the books. And so, like, you know, you can go and you can see the author page and, like, listen to the episodes about that author or whatever. Like, I'm like, let's overcomplicate things. Like, this week I added T-shirts. So I had to figure out how to, like, add the T-shirts and stuff. But, yeah, like, I'm yeah building things is not usually difficult for me unless I overcomplicate. Like, how do you make it sort by book name? I don't know. Let's figure that out. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be... um super cool I just uh I gotta sit down and just actually do it like that's my whole thing is like I have all these ideas all these crazy things all these books I want to write like um I got a wild hair the other day that I'm like I need merch like I keep building up the whole diet spice thing and like the diet spice hashtag and I've seen other authors other fade to black authors now have started to use that hashtag and started to talk about it and I'm like I need diet spice merch like yeah stickers and yeah stuff yeah so like I I got on a wild hair last night next thing I'm on Canva for two and a half hours like <laughs> making all this stuff and I'm like crap now I need a red bubble now I need <laughs> yeah I um so I just added t-shirts for one mm-hmm. of the podcasts and so I'm like I want to do because it's all these classic novels which are all public domain I'm like I want to be able to do shirts with like quotes from each book mm. um that I do so like each season a new shirt would come out um But I'm like, man, it would be really cool if I had room in my house, which I don't, to actually stock my shirt so I could add things like stickers and like stuff in there with it. I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's a that's future me's problem when I have space, because right now, um, if I wanted to get rid of all my books, I'd have space. (laughs) But um, no, (laughs) I I hear you. Like I through my other accounts and my other social medias and stuff, I have an Etsy shop that oh. I haven't even set up since we've moved just because it's been too crazy. But like, you could see, like, that's just the aprons that I have. I have like wooden signs. I have all sorts of stuff, but I'm like, I can't even sell the stuff that I already have made. <laughs> like, 
Right now we went with basic. I'm using a print-on-demand company to make the t-shirts for me so that it's it's a little more, ex- like, you pay, I pay more for the shirt to get made that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have to ship it or deal with returns or deal with payment processing or any of that. Like, they handle all yes. of that for me, um, which I am definitely a fan of because, like... I don't, I can, I could chip in all of that stuff, but I'm like, when would I have time in my day? Exactly. Say like, not that this is happening right now, but if all of a sudden I had, say like a hundred people a day ordering shirts, mm-hmm. that's, that takes time. I mean, it's same with like, I mean, I'm going to have to figure it out when I start doing like signed author copies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, at some point in the future when I actually publish my book. <laughs> I know. I see these authors, like I, um. P.S. Nail just posted one where she was going to the post office and she had to get like a buggy. Yeah. And it was like, oh, like, God bless you having to pack all that. And like, she's she's amazing. Like she does so much. I did eBay stuff for a while. So I'm familiar with like having them come pick it up at my house Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that I don't have to go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the postage with that, I was selling stuff on like eBay. So I used their postage thing. But you know, there's I tried that in when I was living in Delaware. Um, it was right when the lockdown all started and I had a ton of like scrap fabric and my aunt was a quilter and she gave me all her scrap fabric and there was the mask shortage. Mm-hmm. So I started sewing masks and I was living on a military base and like my neighbors caught wind like, hey, my sister's uh, an ICU nurse in Miami, like mm-hmm. and they're out of masks, like they can wear the cloth one over one and like swap out the cloth ones and like get that was back when like things were like really tense mm-hmm. and so like I was starting to like just do a packs of masks and like I would schedule UPS to like come pick them up but the my mailman left a note in my box like he was mad he was Gosh. like you really should be bringing these I'm like but what's the option on your website yeah no my mail lady is very nice um I actually had one day um I had a package that I was waiting on and it said delivered, but it was like not at my house. So I called up to the post office and was like, hey, like, where's my package at? And they're like, oh, we're going to call, you know, your mail carrier and see what's going on or whatever. And she brings it. She clocked out, brings it to my door and is like, I'm so sorry. Like it got like stuck in a corner of the car, which she didn't realize until like she had, you know, was done for the day. So she's like, you know, you're on my way home. So I just brought it by. I'm like, thank you. That's awesome. Now, I also have the crazy people that substitute when she's off, and um, occasionally I'll get someone else's mail. Um, oh. So, <laughs> you know, they're not they're not all, but my normal lady is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also sewed a bunch of masks at the beginning of. I had a friend who works in um, transplant care. Okay, and she needed masks for her patients, and mm-hmm. so I did. My mom gave me a bunch of fabric that she didn't have room for. And I made like, I don't know, a hundred and something masks oh, yeah. and just like sent them to her. I think I had her pay like shipping or something. But yeah, mm-hmm. I just, you know, took an entire like weekend and just made yeah. all these masks. <laughs> I made, oh my God, I made so many. I was sending them everywhere. We had a friend who is a pediatric nurse at the Children's Hospital outside of Fresno. I was sending them to... New England and Florida and um at one point my husband's unit needed him mm-hmm. and so he comes home one day with a pile of like old work shirts and he's like everybody donated shirts we need masks that match the uniform <laughs> and I'm like okay and so I used like a soft gray t-shirt to like line them and stuff like yeah 
but they gave me a challenge coin for it. And I'm like, all right, sweet. My husband's like, I didn't even get a challenge coin for this. <laughs> 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 yeah, mine. So I used for the, because you couldn't find elastic anywhere at the time mm-hmm. I was doing this. So I actually used ponytails. Okay. like ponytail holders and like sewed them into the edges of them yeah um, which were kind of I had some that were like shiny they were my daughters that I stole yeah <laughs> but they were like shiny and metallic and those ones would kind of scratch your ear a little bit yeah. like those were not but if you were like wearing it for you know 20 minutes in the grocery store or whatever it was you know not bad yeah. um but yeah it was you know the things and I then started... I eventually upgraded to using a fabric tie instead yep. of the ponytails. Yeah, I had to do the tie things too because you couldn't find elastic anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, I started using ribbons. So you just tie it behind your head. And like the nurses were like, no, it's fine because they just tie it on. They just leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, But it saved their ears. Yeah. And then, but then like once the nurses all had them and like family members were like, can we get some? And then they'd be like, well, the ties are kind of hard. And I'm like, there's no elastic anywhere. Like... <laughs> doing the best I can guys uh, but I eventually started making like the headbands with the buttons mm-hmm. I had all those military uniforms and the buttons yeah. are pretty big and I'm like well let's just start using the buttons <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't do I saw the patterns for those I didn't ever do I had some like friends and family that like paid me to make masks for them too because I had so much leftover fabric I'm like what on earth do I do Mm-hmm. Um, this was before narrating days yeah. <laughs> this was before I did that. Cause now I'm like, oh, it's a Saturday. I'm like, okay, I have a couple of podcast episodes to listen through. I have a couple first 15s to narrate. I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like now my weekends are like, you know, the cleaning up to get ready for the next week. <laughs> oh yeah. And ideally have time to write. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, I didn't write for a bit there just with everything um, mm-hmm. this fall and this winter just being so stressful and crazy. But especially moves now that hard. I'm hard. Yeah. Moves are so hard. It's in like this one, I think um, just because with all of like, well, I was kept getting sick and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were living in a hotel for a week. And um, so all that kind of stuff, because the house wasn't ready. Um, it was just hard to get back into the swing of things. And mm-hmm. like, I didn't even read a book for six months. And, uh, but like just the last several weeks or so, I'm like, I can feel like the momentum the is, is starting to build again. And I'm yeah. like, ex- I wasn't even excited to publish this latest book. And like, now I'm like, oh God, I can't wait for it to be out. Like, yeah, like I'm <laughs> so excited now to get Shadow out there and, um, then everybody's going to want make my the amends next for one. my cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, then everyone's <laughs> going to want the next one. Yeah. Do you oh, know? No, I just, uh, yeah. With your building your platform as the hot mess, do your readers understand the deadline changing stuff? Or are you? Yes. I mean, I imagine I, everyone has demanding people that want it now, but mm-hmm. um, for the most part, <laughs> pretty understanding. <laughs> yeah, everybody's been great. And I, I was even seeing in a group text the other day, and I'm like, I think because I'm so transparent about like, hey, mm-hmm. I am not the most organized person. I got a million balls in the air and I'm trying my best. And so mm-hmm. when I did, and like, I don't make a, I don't plan on missing more deadlines in the future. I plan to try to put a little bit more thought into them. And, but also like things happen. Um, yeah. And I think because I have been so open and honest and I'm not trying to put up this, like, everything's fine for yeah. Shona. Uh, people are like, just get it to us when you get it. You know, like it's nobody's mad yeah. at you. So, and again, like the whole like mess thing, like it just, it makes me kind of relatable, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, I've had a few people who have reached out and they're like, just thank you for being you, you yeah. know, but it's, that's kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like we can all be messes <laughs> together guys. Like, yeah. So I don't ever claim anything's perfect. So. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, no, like I said, nobody wants to read the perfect person in their book. Um, I don't think anyone wants to follow the author that's like, everything's fine. I'm perfect. It's all great. And I hit all of my deadlines all of the time. And my books are always perfectly written with no mistakes ever. <laughs> yeah, I think people really appreciate this day, like, especially these days, like when someone's like, hey, I tried. Mm-hmm. But a lot's going on right now. And it just kind of humanizes you a little bit. Like if someone is like really strict and like really organized and like really detailed and they do like slam their goals and they get those deadlines and they, you know, exceed expectations, like I'm in such awe. And I love <laughs> um I love it if I'm ever able to like be friends with a person like that because I feel like I can learn something from mm-hmm. them. Um and you know, but like there are there are the people out there like everything's fine. I'm perfect like this. And it's, you know, OK, <laughs> if I was left to my own memory to remember all the things that I have to do, nothing would ever get done. My reminders list on my phone is insanely long, like mm-hmm. all the books, because I like I put on there like I need to read this book by this date to get the first 15, which is a secondary reminder. First 15 needs to be done by this date so that I can get the book finished, which is another reminder. But get the book finished by this date. So for every book that I narrate, that's three reminders already. That's And awesome. then I have all the podcast episodes to make sure like the podcast episodes, I don't ever have a break of oh crap I forgot to upload a week worth of you know stuff I try to stay ahead Mm -hmm. um and but then I also have reminders for newsletter but me um last night my or no it's Thursday night I was supposed to schedule my newsletter for the next morning for Friday morning and -hmm. instead of the schedule button I hit the send button (laughs) so I'm like everybody got it early this week (laughs) you know and it's it's sometimes it's fun or sometimes like the oopses are you know a good surprise or a learning experience or you know and it's um I get I, t- I do a lot of story times on TikTok of just mm-hmm. my hooligan days um and everyone's like you're such a good storyteller and it's like I had no impulse control <laughs> I I you know and I, I keep trying to think like why am I such a good like I don't think anything is extraordinary about like my you know my shenanigans um like I told a story time this week about uh my cousin and I were doing a a joint walk of shame and her car died in the middle of the coffee shop parking lot um it was her (laughs) starter went bad and so here I am like in my cute little outfit before like underneath it like banging on it with a hammer and everyone's like that's such a great story and I'm like but it was just (laughs) it was us just being a mess and just rolling with it (laughs) like my life was relatively like boring and tame. My sister was the wild child. Mm-hmm. And so like occasionally I will pull out her stories. Not I do not pass them off as my own. I very much say like <laughs> this thing and usually with her there. Yeah. Um, but like there's some stories I'm sure she's like, man, I just really wish that it never happened. <laughs> I the way I see it is like it was 20 years ago. And if it's kind of funny. You know, it's Someone, funny. Someone's like, probably going to have, have had a similar experience or 
you know, something even crazier, maybe, I mean, who knows? you know, like it, it's, it's a good way to get a conversation going, or it's a good laugh, or it's a good learning experience, or, you know, and I think that's just kind of how I look at everything. And it's like, they could be a totally mundane experience, but like, if you can find one thing to like laugh about it or one thing mm-hmm. to like learn from it, like, yeah. So it's like, every time I make a mistake, it's just like, well, that's content. Like, <laughs> My logical brain is like, well, it could have been worse. This could have (laughs) happened instead. (laughs) Did anybody end up in the hospital? Nah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Speaking of hospital, um, (laughs) I ordered a, our house has a decent sized kitchen, but almost no storage space. We've lived here for eight years Mm -hmm. and have always talked about adding more storage space. So Mm -hmm. finally, this month, eight years of living here, I'm like, I'm going to buy the cabinet that's going to fit in that one corner. We've talked about adding a cabinet. So I buy this thing. It's basically like um, an island on wheels. Okay. So it's like it fits perfectly. I measured tape measure and everything. I measured the spot to get the shelf that was going to fit like perfectly. It's got a nice like wood top on it. It's got cabinets and drawers on it. It's got shelving on it. Um, so we could fit like all the appliances that don't fit in the very tiny cabinets we have. So I'm building this cabinet and it's like, I don't know, I had finished narrating for the day. So it's like three o'clock. My husband gets off at like five. And so I'm building me and my daughter. She's handing me the pieces to build this cabinet. You know, I need this size screw or that size screw. And at one point my screwdriver slipped and it almost hit my leg And I'm like, oh, that's going to suck. I was holding, like, something in my lap, trying to screw it while it was in my lap. So I'm like, all right, we're going to set the things on the floor to screw Mm -hmm. so I don't, you know, gouge my leg. And about the time my husband gets home, I was holding a screw, screwing it with a screwdriver. Thank God a flathead. And it slipped, and it went into my finger quite far. And then it would not stop bleeding. (laughs) So we're trying. This is at the point, like, one of the biggest things we have left to move is actual top to put the top on this cabinet. And so I have my daughter, who's eight, help me, like, position this thing. So I'm holding a paper towel on my finger, (laughs) holding the bulk of the weight of this wooden countertop in my hands and having her, like, guide it into place. Mm-hmm. And then my husband gets home and I'm like, you're going to have to finish this because, like, I need to stop bleeding everywhere. He's like, do you need stitches? I'm like, nah, it'll be fine. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> <I'll> be <good."> <laughs> <laughs> it did stop bleeding on its own. So I'm like, you know, if it stops on its own, you don't need stitches. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> now, the hot mess story that they all like to tell when I was stupid and 19 I was like, I'm going to try to lose weight. And I love ice cream. So I'm like, we're going to make a healthier ice cream. So I would buy bananas and I would freeze the bananas. And then I would take the bananas out of the freezer and cut off the peel that I froze the banana with. Mm -hmm. And so one day, cutting towards my hand, I slipped and cut into my finger while I was on the phone with my mom. And so I'm, oh, no. And my mom, of course, is like, what happened? <laughs> and I'm like, I cut my finger open. And they all love to tell the story of the the dum-dum that didn't peel the bananas before putting them into the freezer. <laughs> I'm like, so for that, I did need stitches. My sister, who had literally just dropped me off before I was making this banana ice cream, um, had to, my mom had to get off the phone with me, call her to come get me to take me to the hospital. <laughs> 
Oh, no. As I'm, like, bleeding down my kitchen sink. Oh, no. <laughs> like, things happen. Yeah. I do that, too. I freeze my bananas all the time, but I never peel them. I don't, every time I go to scrape the peel off, I'm like, I need to peel these before. I never learn. I've been doing it for years. Well, like, see, still- when you end up in the hospital, you learn? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> and But now they all tell the story of the, like, <laughs> time that I didn't. I'd been doing it for months at that point and hadn't injured myself prior. Um, But yeah, after that, it was cut them and then do it. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, peel it and then freeze it and then cut them up, slice it up when it was done. The (laughs) stupid things we do in our younger years that you hope you grow out of. But we all still do stupid things sometimes. No, no, I haven't grown out of it. and I think it kind of like... Makes it so, I guess I'm, I'm a boy mom, as you've heard. Uh, <laughs> and it's, I've, I think I've just been able to roll with things a little bit better because it's like, all right, like, because it's just chaos in my house. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. My daughter's very logical thinker, like me, and like, we'll try to explain to her why, excuse me, why like things have to be done the way that we're telling her to do them and stuff. So like mm-hmm. she sometimes thinks about things and other times you're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say thank you so much for joining me today. Good luck with your website building <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> and getting your, your book finalized. And Ooh. I will see you around TikTok. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. Bye. As Kate got older, she still liked the Brothers Grimm. The Brothers Grimm, Jacob and Wilhelm, were a brother duo of German academics, philologists, cultural researchers, lexicographers, and authors, who together collected and published folklore. They are among the best-known storytellers of folktales, popularizing stories such as Cinderella, The Frog Prince, Hansel and Gretel, Little Red Riding Hood, Rapunzel, Rumpelstiltskin, Sleeping Beauty, and Snow White. Their first collection of folk tales, Children's and Household Tales, began publication in 1812. The rise of Romanticism in 19th century Europe revived interest in traditional folk stories, which to the Brothers Grimm represented a pure form of national literature and culture. With the goal of researching a scholarly treatise on folk tales, they established a methodology for collecting and recording folk stories that became the basis for folklore studies. Between 1812 and 1857, their first collection was revised and republished many times, growing from 86 stories to more than 200. In addition to writing and modifying folk tales, the brothers wrote collections of well-respected Germanic and Scandinavian mythologies. And in 1838, they began writing a definitive German dictionary, which they were unable to finish during their lifetimes. The popularity of the Grimm's collected folktales has endured well. The tales are available in more than 100 translations and have been adapted by renowned filmmakers with films such as Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. In the mid-20th century, the tales were used as propaganda by Nazi Germany. Later in the 20th century, psychologists such as Bruno Bettelheim reaffirmed the value of the work in spite of the cruelty and violence in original versions of some of the tales, which were eventually sanitized by the Grimm's themselves. Today we'll be reading Rumpelstiltskin by the Brothers Grimm. Don't forget we're reading Les Mortes d'Arthur, the story of King Arthur and of his noble knights of the round table on our Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes. Rumpelstiltskin 
by the side of a wood in a country a long way off, ran a fine stream of water. And upon the stream, there stood a mill. The miller's house was close by. And the miller, you must know, had a very beautiful daughter. She was, moreover, very shrewd and clever. And the miller was so proud of her that he one day told the king of the land who used to come and hunt in the wood that his daughter could spin gold out of straw. Now this king was very fond of money, and when he heard the miller's boast his greediness was raised, and he sent for the girl to be brought before him. Then he led her to a chamber in his palace where there was a great heap of straw, and gave her a spinning wheel and said, All this must be spun into gold before morning, as you love your life. It was in vain that the poor maiden said that it was only a silly boast of her father, for that she could do no such thing as spin straw into gold. The chamber door was locked, and she was left alone. She sat down in one corner of the room and began to bewail her hard fate. When on a sudden, the door opened and a droll-looking little man hobbled in and said, "'Good morrow to you, my good lass. What are you weeping for?' Alas, said she, I must spin this straw into gold, and I know not how. What will you give me, said the hobgoblin, to do it for you? My necklace, replied the maiden. He took her at her word, and sat himself down to the wheel and whistled and sang, Round about, round about, lo and behold, reel away, reel away, straw into gold. And round about the wheel went merrily. The work was quickly done, and the straw was all spun into gold. When the king came and saw this, he was greatly astonished and pleased. But his heart grew still more greedy of gain, and he shut up the poor miller's daughter again with a fresh task. Then she knew not what to do, and sat once more down to weep. But the dwarf soon opened the door and said, "'Will you give me to do your task?' "'The ring on my finger,' said she. So her little friend took the ring and began to work at the wheel again and whistled and sang." Round about, round about, lo and behold, reel away, reel away, straw into gold. Till long before morning, all was done again. The king was greatly delighted to see all this glittering treasure, but still he had not enough. So he took the miller's daughter to a yet larger heap and said, All this must be spun tonight, and if it is, you shall be my queen. As soon as she was alone, that dwarf came in and said, Will you give me to spin gold for you this third time? I have nothing left, said she. Then say you will give me, said the little man, the first little child that you may have when you are queen. That may never be, thought the miller's daughter. And as she knew no other way to get her task done, she said she would do what he asked. Round went the wheel again to the old song, and the mannequin once more spun the heap into gold. The king came in the morning, and finding all he wanted was forced to keep his word. So he married the miller's daughter, and she really became queen. At the birth of her first little child, she was very glad, and forgot the dwarf and what she had said. But one day he came into her room, where she was sitting playing with her baby, and put her in mind of it. Then she grieved sorely at her misfortune, and said she would give him all the wealth of the kingdom if he would let her off. But in vain till at last her tears softened him and he said, I will give you three days' grace, and if during that time you tell me my name, you shall keep your child. Now the queen lay awake all night thinking of all the odd names that she had ever heard, and she sent messengers all over the land to find out new ones. 
The next day, the little man came, and she began with Timothy, Ichabod, Benjamin, Jeremiah, and all the names she could remember. But to all and each of them, he said, Madam, that is not my name. The second day, she began with all the comical names she could hear of, Bandy Legs, Hunchback, Crookshanks, and so on. But the little gentleman still said to every one of them, Madam, that is not my name. The third day, one of the messengers came back and said, I've traveled two days without hearing of any other names. But yesterday, as I was climbing a high hill among the trees of the forest, where the fox and the hare bid each other good night, I saw a little hut. And before the hut burnt a fire, and round about the fire, a funny little dwarf was dancing upon one leg and singing, Merrily the feast I'll make, today I'll brew, tomorrow bake. Merrily I'll dance and sing, for next day will stranger bring. Little does my lady dream, Rumpelstiltskin is my name. When the queen heard this, she jumped for joy. And as soon as her little friend came, she sat down upon her throne and called all her court round to enjoy the fun. And the nurse stood by her side with the baby in her arms, as if it was quite ready to be given up. Then the little man began to chuckle at the thought of having the poor child to take home with him to his hut in the woods. And he cried out, Now, lady, what is my name? Is it John? asked she. No, madam. Is it Tom? No, madam. Is it Jimmy? It is not. Can your name be Rumpelstiltskin? said the lady slyly. Some witch told you that. Some witch told you that, cried the little man, and dashed his right foot in a rage so deep into the floor that he was forced to lay hold of it with both hands to pull it out. Then he made the best of his way off, while the nurse laughed and the baby crowed and all the court jeered at him for having had so much trouble for nothing and said, We wish you a very good morning and a merry feast, Mr. Rumpelstiltskin. Thank you for joining Freya's Fairy Tales. Be sure to come back next week for Desiree's journey to holding her own fairy tale in her hands and to hear one of her favorite fairy tales.